What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies, crimes of the future, and not okay. First, let's talk about the movie Crimes of the Future. Here's a quick synopsis. In the future, the human species has evolved and so have their bodies. And performance artist Saul Tenzer is showcasing the changes to his own body. The film stars Viggo Mortensen, Leia Sadu, and Kristen Stewart spotlight performances. This is the fourth time Viggo Mortensen has starred in a David Cronenberg-directed film. The other times being 2005's History of Violence with Ed Harris and the late William hurt 2008 eastern's promises with naomi watts where morrison received his first of three oscar nominations and 2012's a dangerous method with michael fassbender and kira knightley morrison has had a strange career he's been the lead of a massive movie franchise in the lord of the rings trilogy yet the majority of his career has been spent making smaller films directed by auteur filmmakers and i don't see him making a mainstream movie anytime soon. Don't expect Viggo Mortensen to show up in Aquaman 2. He's great in Crimes of the Future as he is in most things. Leia Sadu is coming off of having a key role in Wes Anderson's last movie, The French Dispatch, and Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, No Time to Die. She's always interesting no matter what kind of movie she's in, and she's a great fit for a David Cronenberg film. She always comes off as mysterious and has really good chemistry with her co-star Mortensen. And finally, Kristen Stewart is working with a great list of filmmakers lately. In 2020, she worked with Clea Duvall on the holiday comedy Happiest Season. Last year, she worked with Pablo Lorraine on Spencer, getting her first Oscar nomination. And on Crimes of the Future, she's working with Cronenberg and gives a performance unlike any other in her career. She kind of sets the tone for the movie. She was really going for something, and I found it to be very affecting. Is she strange in the movie? Absolutely, but so is the film overall. Crimes of the Future almost starred Natalie Portman, and that might surprise some people because she's best known for Thor and Star Wars, but early on in her career, she was in Luc Besson's The Professional and Michael Mann's Heat, and she won the Oscar for Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan and was recently in the movie Vox Lux. So do I think she would work well in a David Cronenberg film? Absolutely. In general, I think Natalie Portman is too interesting to only be in those blockbusters like Thor Love and Thunder. I would have loved to see her in Crimes of the Future. Leia Sudu will next star in Dune Part 2 along with new arrivals Florence Pugh, Austin Butler, and Christopher Walken along with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. And Kristen Stewart's next films include Love Me with Steven Yeun and Love Lies Bleeding with Ed Harris, Jenna Malone, and Dave Franco directed by Rose Glass. David Cronenberg is a filmmaker known most by cinephiles. He's not super well known by casual audiences and part of the reason is he doesn't direct hit movies. He's best known as the director of the remake of The Fly in 1986 starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis which made a solid $60 million at the box office. After that most of his films have been outside of the mainstream and it's because of the movies he makes. Cronenberg Cronenberg's films are usually body horrors, 
that are super bleak, dark, and grotesque. He doesn't make movies with happy endings. He's a bit of a niche filmmaker. His most recent films have been 2012's Cosmopolis, the movie that proved to many Robert Pattinson was more than just Edward from the Twilight movies, 2014's Map to the Stars with Julianne Moore, Mia Wojcicka, and again Pattinson, is one of the darkest movies I've ever seen. The film is a super bleak viewpoint on Hollywood stardom. With Crimes of the Future, people are saying this is Cronenberg's return to the body horror genre. And it's interesting that his son Brandon Cronenberg is also making movies like this. I was a big fan of his movie, Possessor. Cronenberg has also never been nominated for Best Director at the Oscars. His movies lack both financial and awards claim. Those are the two ways to make a name for yourself as a director. You either need to make a movie that makes a boatload of money or you need to get awards like Oscars. But despite all that, Cronenberg continues to make movies. He clearly has enough of a following to continue to make the kind of movies he wants to make. It almost feels like Cronenberg has been grandfathered in because there aren't a lot of filmmakers who have carte blanche on the kind of movies they want to make. Like David Cronenberg has never had to make a studio movie that he didn't want to make. Clearly, he has a passion for every single movie he's ever made. And I'm sure the star power in his movies are part of the reason why. Like, Natalie Portman almost starred in this movie. This movie does star Viggo Mortensen. But there have been tons of movie stars who have not been in David Cronenberg movies. It's not like Brad Pitt has been lining up the door to star in a Cronenberg movie. George Clooney hasn't been in a Cronenberg movie. His movies have star powers, but it's not like those movies have massive, massive movie stars in them. I feel like the answer to his success is that he came from an era where he was able to make enough movies to gain a reputation. I think we live in an era where you make one bad movie and now you don't continue to make movies. And I don't mean bad as in quality. I mean movies that aren't hits. I don't think a David Cronenberg could be born in an era like today. It only could have happened when it happened. I don't think we'll ever see another filmmaker like David Cronenberg get this many opportunities to make movies that are not super well known. We live in an era where indie filmmakers either go on and make more movies for the studios that end up making money like a Quentin Tarantino or a Christopher Nolan or you go on and make a Marvel movie. You don't continue to make these smaller niche films like David Cronenberg has continued to do throughout his entire career. Horror movies like Crimes of the Future are becoming rarer and rarer. This movie is legitimately creepy and jarring at times. It's provocative. It also is a complex film about more than what's on the screen and I think that's another reason Cronenberg isn't super popular. His films are not simple. They demand your attention and this is not a great era for those kind of movies. You really have to be in the mood to watch a David Cronenberg film. They are entertaining enough but I wouldn't categorize his film as a good time. This is one of those movies you watch and you go what did I just see and some people love asking that question but I think the majority of today's audiences want to know what they just saw. They want the movie to explain itself and I'm someone who 
can go either way. I love movies that are simple and are plot driven and you understand what's going on. I also love a movie that is super deep and thought provoking and those are the kind of movies that David Cronenberg makes. Like clearly this guy is making a movie about the future but he's also saying something about today and I'm not quite sure what that is but I want to learn like hopefully this is a movie you can watch over and over again and learn more from and that's another thing. People don't want to watch a movie over and over again. They only give the movies one chance. Overall Crimes of the Future is very well acted and super strange which is exactly what you would expect from David Cronenberg. He's not a director for everyone but he's a high quality filmmaker. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie Not Okay. Here's a quick synopsis. A young woman Danny Sanders lies about taking a trip to Paris to impress a boy. When a tragedy takes place in France, Danny acts like she is one of the victims and becomes a social media phenom. The film stars Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien, Mia Isaac, Nadia Alexander, and Karen Sony. Standout performances. In the opening credits, the movie jokingly tells you that the film features an unlikable female protagonist. And that disclaimer got me to think about the lead actress of the film, Zoe Deutsch, who I admire not for playing unlikable characters, but for playing really full-fleshed-out women with flaws in movies like this one and in Buffaloed in 2019 instead of playing the boring girlfriend-wife part. Deutsch is able to play these characters who sometimes do terrible things and make you feel compassionate towards them. I also just think she's one of the funniest actresses working today. I love her and set it up. She's so funny in that movie. She's also hilarious in Buffaloed and she's really funny and not okay at times. Her funniest role might have been in Zombieland 2. People are always complaining about how comedies aren't really funny anymore like comedy movies. They don't make comedies like they used to. There's no longer Anchormans. There's no longer movies like that. I think Zoe Deutsch back in the day would be a comedic movie superstar but right now we're putting her in somewhat dramatic roles. Like I think she is super hilarious and would love to see her in a full out comedy. Dylan O'Brien for a while was a guy who was the lead in some pretty below average movies. The Maze Runner films from 2014 to 2018 and American Assassin in 2017. He's now becoming an interesting character actor doing accents and changing his voice. In both of his movies this year, the outfit also with Zoe Deutsch where he plays a Chicago gangster and in Not Okay he plays Colin, a social media influencer who doesn't like Deutsch's character Danny until she becomes known on the internet. Don't get me wrong, O'Brien is capable of being the lead in a movie. I loved him in 2020's Love and Monsters. I just think he's chosen the right path to do interesting supporting roles. It's like Kevin Bacon. He was the lead in Footloose and can be a leading man, but his best work is in supporting roles in A Few Good Men, JFK, Apollo 13, and Mystic River. That's the career path that Dylan O'Brien should follow moving forward, and it looks like he's in that direction. Why be the lead of a bad movie when you can play a supporting role in a very good one? And finally, Mia Isaac is great as a young social activist, especially during the movie's final scenes, which if she doesn't nail, the film falls apart. She's certainly the breakout star of the movie. Zoe Deutsch is next set to star in the movie Something from Tiffany's with Shay Mitchell and Ray Nicholson, who is the son of Jack Nicholson, and Most Dangerous Game, where she will reunite with her Everybody Wants Some and set it up co-star Glenn Powell and 
Dylan O'Brien's next projects include Maximum Truth with Ike Barinholtz and The Vanishings at Cato Lake with Eliza Scanlon. Watching this movie, I couldn't help to think about how movies about social media have become prevalent. I remember when innocently, we were all confused about a movie about Facebook, the social network. Now we have movies like 8th Grade from Bo Burnham, Mainstream from Gia Coppola, Zola from Janzica Bravo, and now Not Okay from writer-director Quinn Shepard. I also have to add the movie Spree, starring Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Most of these films are about the dark side of attention-seeking online and how 99.9% of the people on the internet are not your friends and who people portray themselves on the internet are not who they really are. I believe movies are behind where social media really is. Like, I think we all understand the dark side of the internet by now. I think we all know there are some people out there who know what the game is and they are just willing to play it. I think we understand that. I think we've seen that movie now over and over again. I agree with that message. I agree with what most of these movies are saying. I just think that's something that's been said before. Where I think movies about social media should go is they should make a movie about someone who got super rich and famous off of the internet. Those are the people most of us are most confused by because these people are beyond rich, yet most of the planet do not know who they are. That's who people want movies about. That's an interesting subject that I have not yet seen portrayed on screen properly. Zoe Deutsch's character on this got famous and she got a promotion, but she didn't get millions upon millions of dollars. That's what I'm kind of interested to see where these kind of movies can go. I want to see a movie about a famous TikTok star and what their lives are really like because we really don't know these people. We just know the dances they do online. I think that would be an interesting movie. I don't think we're quite there yet in getting one of those, but give it time because that's probably eventually where movies about social media are headed. Right now, the movies we're getting about social media are kind of innocent. Oh, this guy who was an unknown becomes super famous. It was even in that sports movie Hustle with Adam Sandler. The way that that character got famous was through social media. That's how he became an NBA prospect. Like, that's what we're showing over and over again. You're going to get super famous online. We get that by now. We understand the fame aspect of the internet. What we really don't understand is the money aspect of the internet. And why are these kids worth all of this money? That's what I don't understand. There needs to be like a movie about a super wealthy social media influencer. That's the movie that has not been made yet about social media. And I think it's the movie we all need to see so we can understand this further. I have no idea the actual value of anyone who calls themselves a social media influencer. What I do know is a lot of them are super wealthy. I just don't know how wealthy. I would love a movie to explain it all. How there are 15-year-olds who have made double, triple what their parents have made in their lifetime by doing silly dances online. I think we all would like to see that kind of movie. One of the things that intrigued me the most about Not Okay is the dynamic between Danny, played by Deutsch, and Ronan, 
played by Isaac. They are both on the same platforms, but use social media differently. Danny used it selfishly to become well-known and gain friendship, which was naive, and Rowan used it as a place to encourage change in society, in this case, anti-gun messages. What the movie perfectly encapsulates is that meaningful messages like Rowan's gets lost in the noise and chaos that is social media. The movie is really showing that the internet can never be just one thing. It can never just be good and it can never just be bad. That's why it's so confusing. That's why it's so complex and that's why so many people don't know how to feel about the internet and they can go so much in one direction. Some people can be like, I'm never going to be on another social media platform again and some other people become obsessed by it and post like seven, eight times a day. In a lot of ways, the internet is symbolic of what real life is. It's not just one thing. It's not all good. It's not all bad. It's not all evil. And it's never going to be just one thing. It is ever changing. That's what's interesting. The internet is not going to be what it is right now. And that's why there's a real question of how are movies like this going to age? That's the real question about movies, about social media. Will people watch a movie like Not Okay in 20 years and go, wow, we really felt this way about that? Are they going to be confused about the movie? Because right now we are living in the world where we believe the internet is everything and the internet will always be everything. But the truth of it is, down the line, it might not be in 10 years and it might not be in 20 years, there will be a time where the internet is not as big as it is right now. I know that's hard to believe, but that is usually how it goes. Things are in constant motion and they don't stay the same. So I will be interested to see if in 10 years down the line we're still talking about movies like Not Okay. A movie like The Social Network will live on because it's not about Facebook. It's not about the creation of Facebook. It's about friendships and rivalry. That is what that movie is about. It's about kids making something and not being able to trust one another. That's what that movie is about. It's not about a social media platform. Not Okay really is way more about social media and how we feel about it right at this moment. Like we feel like we can become famous instantly because of the internet. In 15 years from now, that might look nonsensical. My only real issue with the movie was the main character's rival, Harper. I just thought she was a cliche and the most unrealistic thing about the movie. I just found the character to be annoying and maybe that's what the movie was going for. If so, it really worked, but not in a good way. Overall, I really did enjoy Not Okay. I was surprised how much I liked it. Did the movie have anything new to say about social media? No. But did I like what the movie said? Absolutely. The movie is a really good character study of someone who wants fame in modern times and then gets it and then realizes it's not what she expected it to be. It's not as glamorous. What she was really seeking was true friendship and then she got it and ruined it with her actions. One of the things I think the movie should have explored more is that the world we're living in is what created Danny Sanders. Like it's not all her fault that she thought that those were the things that were going to turn her life around. That likes were the most important thing. That being famous online was the most important thing and not being truthful. Like I think that's something that the movie should have explored more. How it's not all Danny Sanders fault. That we created the monster that became Danny Sanders in the movie Not Okay. I feel as though the internet is just to blame as some 
someone like a Danny Sanders type. I'm interested to see if people who are online all the time are going to have real backlash towards this movie. I am interested to see what the internet feels about this movie. It feels like critics like it. It feels like audiences like it. But someone who is on the internet all the time, I am interested to see how they feel about a movie like Not Okay. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I highly recommend you check out the movies Crimes of the Future and Not Okay. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the career of actor and director Jason Bateman in the movie 13 Lives starring Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen, and Joel Edgerton directed by Ron Howard. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>